Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited, like I always am, to jump on here and record and just encourage your hearts in the Lord. Just really feel like the Lord has laid some things on my heart to share with you guys, some personal testimony, some scripture. And so I always love just being able to get on here and do that because that is what he's called me to do. And so anytime we are stepping out and doing what God has called us to do, what he has put on our hearts, we just find fulfillment in that. And so Today's been crazy for me personally. Um, today is a Tuesday that I'm recording this and I woke up this morning. Um, well, let me backtrack that a second. So I had contacted my dad a few days ago and I was like, dad, like something is digging like by my garage and it's like, whatever. He's like, it's probably a possum. I'll come over and set a live trap. We'll deal with it. I'm like, all right, thank you. Like, thank God for dads. So my dad comes over yesterday and he sets the trap And I walk out this morning, honestly not expecting there to be anything in it. And I like look over just kind of very like cautiously because I don't deal, I don't do bugs. I don't do varmints. It's just everything like freaks me out. So I look over and there is a skunk in the trap. And I screamed and took off running. Like, I don't know what I thought this thing was going to pick up the cage and start running at me. I'm not really sure. But anyways... I like contacted my mom as soon as I got to work and I'm like, mom, there is a skunk in the cage. Dad has to get over to the house and get rid of it before I get home. Like I'm having hives just thinking about it. And she's like, you're fine. Calm down. (laughs) And he did. And honestly, if he was here, I would have you tell him the story of him getting this skunk and then taking it over to my sister's, which is more in the country and releasing it. But that's just a hilarious story in and of itself. I stopped by um, their house tonight to bring him some treats and stuff. Brought him a pie and some no-bake cookies and stuff just as a thank you. And he was telling me all about this skunk story and I was like wheezing, laughing. It was quite the adventure. So that's kind of been the craziness of my day. And then tonight I had dinner with uh, some new friends and that was great. And then stopped over at my parents afterwards and just have been, uh, enjoying my evening with them and laughing a lot. That's one thing I absolutely love about my family. When we get together, we laugh a lot and I love that. And so uh, tonight I was actually talking to one of my friends and he is a Christian country artist um, from Nashville. So you guys can look him up. His name's Steve Bridgman. I did a podcast with him. Gosh, I don't even know when that was last year sometime. It's been a while. He was one of my first guests on here. So we were talking tonight because he's coming to my hometown in July. So That's exciting. We were talking about that. And I was like, Steve, you have to like, let me sing with you like while you're here. And he was like, learn one of my songs. You could sing with me. And anyway, that whole conversation has just been stirring a lot of like memories inside of me and and different things. And I'm like, this needs to be a podcast because there's such a story to just what God has done in my life. And I love the power of testimony. And we know that the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so it's so important that we don't stay stuck in the past and things that we've gone through, whatever, but we always allow God to use our stories for a platform to just shout of his glory. And so that is what I love 
to do whenever God calls me to. And a lot of my stories in my book, obviously not all of it because it's kind of hard to cram an entire lifetime of story into a book. But God was really just stirring my heart tonight about my story specifically regarding singing, which is crazy because it's not something I talk about a lot. Honestly, it's something that I like I like to avoid talking about. Um, and you guys will know why in a little bit, just because I have a little bit of a story with all of this. So just really felt led of the Lord to get on here and kind of share my singing journey, which is so crazy because I don't consider myself a quote unquote singer. I just love music and I, I do love singing. So when I was a teenager, I spent a lot of time at uh, the local bar I mean, I would be there at least once a week up to three nights a week singing karaoke because, and I wasn't doing it just for like the fun of it. Like I thought it was fun, but I did it because I genuinely love singing and it was, you know, if you know me at all, I am clearly not very shy. So I did not mind uh, going and spending Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturday nights there and just singing because I love singing. And I remember one time specifically, one of my best friends was like, um, there was a song by Dixie Chicks called Travel and Soldier. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it, but I loved singing that song at karaoke for whatever reason. And she was like, did you notice like when you got up there and sang the whole bar hushed? And I was like, that's kind of cool. Like for good reason, right? No. <laughs> and just like, not super confident, but like building confidence. I was you know, building confidence the more I did it just because I would get comments from people and it was fun or whatever. Never was doing it for any reason other than the fact that I sh truly just enjoyed it. And so when I had started dating my ex, which I'm sure you guys have heard several stories just of things that I've walked through and things when I started dating him, one of the things that I did for him while we were dating is I recorded, <laughs> this is so cheesy and cute, but I recorded this whole cassette tape of me singing songs to him. And, uh, you know, back in the day when you actually put like a literal cassette tape in, some of you will have no idea what I'm talking about. And I had my little karaoke machine and I would record myself singing him love songs and he loved it. And um, then I became a Christian when I was 17. And really, um, after a while, really felt like the bar scene wasn't a place that I needed to be. So I quit doing that. And God really had me use the gift that he had given me to minister in nursing homes. So I would, this is, <laughs> I forgot about this story. So I didn't forget about it, but I just thought of it as I'm, as I'm talking my uh, one of my pastor friends had invited me to minister with him at this adult uh, adult foster care adult what is it assisted living at an assisted living home and I um I pulled into the place and I had my little karaoke machine and I went up and I buzzed in or whatever and hit the doorbell and they were like you know told them what I was there for and they were like um ma'am this is this is not an assisted living facility. This is hospice. And I don't think anyone here wants to hear you sing. And I was so mortified. And I was like, well, do you know where I think it, Bickford Cottages? I can't remember. I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, I asked them like, well, do you know where this is at? They're like, yep, you need to go down the road, take a right. And it's on the left or whatever. And I was like, oh, but it was so funny because I was like, it just kind of became a joke because here I am like, I'm just so like ambitious to like be used of the Lord and go minister and, and sing for people. And I show up at a hospice place. Like who does that? So anyway, I get there and I sing for the people out in the main area. And then I went back and sang for some people that were like in the Alzheimer's unit. And it was just, it was so cute. And I was able to go there a few different times and do that. And then I also got to go preach there, which was like one of the first times I'd ever preached. Um, I got to give an Easter sermon um, for the old people, which I have always had a heart for older people. And that's actually why I started going into school for nursing. 
originally. And then I realized I actually just love the social aspect of it, not the medical care aspect of, of uh, dealing with older people. So I got out of that career, but um, still have always just loved that. And I think a lot of that is because I was with my grandma a lot growing up and she took care of elderly people in their home. So just have always had a heart for that. So God began using me in those ways. And then I also got invited one time to sing for Woody Wright, who is part of kind of like the, not kind of, he is part of the Gaither family clan or whatever you want to call it, that kind of circle. And um, got to sing for that. And I feel like there was just a couple other things or whatever. And, but overall, like I really wasn't singing as much as I had before I became a Christian just because I don't know. I think there was a lot of comparison there because that, and honestly, that is such a trap of the enemy. And that is something I love exposing the enemy on because we don't step out and do things that we're gifted in because we always think like someone else could do it better. You know, I'm not needed because someone else can do it. And that's really where I fell into because I started attending a church where people sang that were really, really good and they are really, really gifted. And so it's like, yeah, no, thank you. Um, I don't, I don't need, (laughs) I don't need that in my life. And so there was one Easter service though. I really felt like I was supposed to sing. And so I did. And, um, I was kind of nervous that morning and I was like, why in the world did I pick (laughs) an Easter Sunday morning of all Sundays to decide to sing in front of people? Because this is the Sunday that everybody comes like, but I did it. And um, afterwards, honestly, there were so many people that were like, we had no idea you could sing. Like what? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I just was hiding my gift, honestly. And so I remember though that being up there, I remember being up there and singing the special and looking out and seeing my ex with his head down the whole time. And I was like, God, do I sound like horrible? Like, I don't know. Like I was just really like, I was just really confused, I guess. And so afterwards I was like, so like, why would, like, I don't know. I was just kind of poking his brain about like why he was acting that way or whatever. And he's like, honestly, I just wish you would never do that again. And it crushed me and it did not matter how many people in the church were saying positive things and building me up. That one comment kept me quiet with my singing for years. I'm not going to cry about this. And it's not even because I'm still hurting about it. I am not. I'm just literally thinking of God's healing power and his redemption and how far he's brought me since that point. And I just remember being so broken. And I think a lot of times people see me or they view my life. And if people really knew the depths of hurt and pain that I've walked through in my past, like I think they would understand the magnitude of my joy in the Lord because I have walked through some hard stuff, some very painful stuff. And if you know me at all, you know, I am like a word. I always call myself a word nerd, but I'm like words of affirmation are like my love language. I, there's nothing I find more joy in honestly than building people up and encouraging them with the word of God first and foremost, but just words to calling out people's giftings, letting them know what I see in them. That's a value and how amazing they are and how important they are. Like that is huge for me. So you can, you can understand probably why when like the word says that we have the power of life and death in our tongues. And when people have spoken death over me, I didn't know how to not receive those words. God's taught me that the more I've matured in him, that every time a word spoken to me, 
or you, you don't have to receive it. You can literally even say to yourself or out loud, if you have to, I reject that. I'm not receiving that. I didn't know that, like that I even had authority to do that or that that was even an option. I was just so crushed when he had said that. And so I did not sing for, I do not know how long. And it wasn't until a long time later. And uh, this is crazy. I felt like, I felt like how I would describe it now is that he had stolen the song from my heart. And so I didn't sing for a long time, which if you know me at all now, I like, I'm probably to the point of annoying with how much I sing. And there was another instance too, right around that time where I was out, I was washing dishes and he had come up behind me and like put his hand like on the small of my back. And he was like, I wish you would stop singing so much. And I think that was the point where I actually stopped singing. Um, and I remember just being so, like I said, so hurt and so crushed because one, I didn't even notice I was singing. I was just standing there washing the dishes and like worshiping the Lord or whatever. And then to have him come up and say that to me, it was just very, very, I don't even know the right word. It was awful. So, um, fast forward to God taking me through my healing journey after we had separated and he was no longer in my life anymore. I remember just the amount of time I was just spending in the Lord's presence. And a lot of times it was just God, I know you're going to heal me. It was laying hands on my own head and saying, God, I speak healing over my mind. I ask you to renew my mind. I was in the word like never before. When I, uh, when we had split, the first thing I did, one of the very first things I did was go to a Christian bookstore. And I'm like, and I had a really good Bible, but it had been, it was just like, um, it wasn't a study Bible. It was just a regular Bible. And I had worn that thing out. Um, it was like my first Bible that I actually dove into after I'd gotten saved. But I like, I felt like I was ready for a new Bible and I wanted a good study Bible. So I went to the Christian bookstore and I just laid out all these Bibles and I found the one that I am currently using right now, actually. And I've bought this same Bible for several people and I've recommended it to even more people because I love it. It's a really good Bible and, um, got this Bible and it just has become like my best friend and, uh, love, love, love the word of God. And so I dove into that and I was just continually declaring healing over myself. And I was so, so broken and I, I, I'd been torn down so much. And obviously what I just shared with you is just a glimpse of the stuff that was, that was spoken over me all the time. I constantly was being discouraged and just whatever. And I I won't even get into all of that on this episode because it doesn't matter. But I just want to communicate to you how much just I'd gone through and how much um, God has healed me from all of that. And I remember being at work several months after we had separated and the Lord was just doing such a deep, quick work inside of me. And I was believing for that. And I, I didn't believe at all that I would not come out of that season of brokenness and not be healed and whole. Like I believed with everything in me, God, you are going to make me heal. You're going to heal me. You're going to make me whole. God, you are going to use my story to impact people, to let them know that there is life beyond brokenness, that there is healing, God, that can only be found in you. And I just knew that I did not want to live my life with bitterness and unforgiveness. And I hold nothing against my ex or any of the people that were in his circle that had hurt me with their words and their actions. Like I truly, I mean, there are times when I will drive by his house and I will pray blessings over him. Like I'm telling you, God has so set me free. And so he can do that for you if if you're even listening to me and and you know more of my story than what I'm even sharing on here. And you're like, how in the world could you do that? Like 
It is by the grace of God because I know how much he has forgiven me and I don't want anything holding me back from living my life to the fullest for him. And bitterness and unforgiveness will hold you back. And that's a whole other topic and message I would love to talk to you about if that's something that maybe you're struggling with. Like that is something that I can I can really testify to and really minister on and, and teach on because I've walked through it. So anyway, it was several months after all of this had happened and I was walking through work one day and I worked in a, in a big factory at that time. And one of my coworkers came up to me as a middle-aged man. He came up to me and he's like, Hey, I just want to tell you, like, you have a really nice voice. And I was like, thank you. But how do you know that? I'm like thinking, how do how know? He goes, he goes, I just hear you singing all the time. And I just wanted to tell you that I think you have a beautiful voice. And I was like, Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Like, like so blessed me. And as I, you know, as I walked away from him, I was like, God, you have restored my heart song. Like I remember saying that. And then in that moment, I realized he had stolen my heart song, but God, my ex had stolen my heart song, but God had restored my heart song. And that just, uh, it just so encouraged me because that was something that I loved. Like I love music. I love singing all these things. And so the Lord has been continuing to <laughs> heal me in that area. I've not sang publicly um, still. And I've told the Lord and people have said things to me. Actually, I had someone at church a couple of weeks ago. If you're listening to this, you know who you are, um, who was like, hey, you're hiding your gift from us. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I heard you singing. You're hiding your gift from us. I'm like, the Lord has not called me to sing publicly. I will do it if he tells me to. But I feel like right now I'm still, I'm just in a season of God continuing to heal those deep parts of my heart. And, um, God just hasn't called me to do that yet, honestly. And I, I think he knows when we're ready for those kind of things. And it was last year I was at a stirred up event and my friend Dawn, I love you, Dawn. Um, we were, I was helping her, she had led worship for stirred up and I was helping her like wrap up her cords and things afterwards. And, and apparently was singing and not paying attention. Like I wasn't even realizing I was singing and she's like, you know, God gave you your beautiful voice so that you can lead worship with your husband one day. And I'm like, no, don't say that. Like, honestly, like, I feel like God's healed me. He's re restored my heart song. He's put that song back inside of me. But I'm like, I, there's still a part of me that just does not want to sing publicly. And I'm not shy about my voice. Like, I don't care if people are in my car with me. Like, I'll sing. I sing out like I'm ridiculously loud, probably during worship at church. Like, my mom has made comments to me before, but all I can hear is you singing. Like, I don't care. I'll sing out. But like, to sing, like in front of people, it's just different. Like right now I'm just in a season where I'm just singing for the Lord and I only ever want to sing for the Lord. If it, even if I was leading worship, it's all for him, but I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at in my journey right now. But there's so many scriptures, um, that I pulled up that I want to read to you guys. And one is in Ephesians five and it starts in like halfway through verse 19, no 18. At the end of 18 through 19, it says, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. And I love that so much because God, honestly, in this just past few months, I've been noticing myself singing and making music from my heart to the Lord. Like I will just sing songs out and I'm like, this is actually like a good song, but it's it's my heart song. It's what I'm singing to the Lord. And it's not a song that I've heard on the radio. It's not a song that someone else is saying. It's my song to the Lord. And so I encourage you 
to do that, like during your prayer time or just even when you're washing the dishes or you're taking a shower or whatever, allow yourself to just sing out to him. It doesn't have to be something that anyone else ever hears, but just allow your heart to sing to him. I love that so much. And then there's some scriptures in Psalms because hello, Psalms. I mean, if you're going to talk about music, go to the Psalms. So um, there's Psalms 40 verse three says, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. I love that. A lot of these verses that I'm going to be, actually, I think all of these scriptures I'm going to be reading are going to be talking about a new song. So Psalms 96.1, sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth. Psalms 33.3, sing to him a new song, play skillfully with a shout of joy. Uh, Psalm 98.1, a psalm, oh, sing to the Lord a new song for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained the victory for him. Psalms 149.1, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the godly ones. And then Isaiah 42.10, sing to the Lord a new song, sing his praise from the end of the earth. You who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and those who dwell in them. And then there is Psalms 144.9. I will sing a new song to you, O God. And um, there's some other verses too. If you just Google singing a new song or heart song, um, you'll find some different verses on that. And that honestly is just the whole point of this entire podcast episode is just to tell you that God is a God of restoration, that he is faithful and he is for you. And I've been saying that so much the last few weeks I just keep saying he is faithful and he is for me he is faithful and he is for me or even saying that directly to him God you are faithful and you are for me you are faithful and you are for me and then reminding other people God is faithful and God is for you God is faithful and God is for you and just knowing like he is so into restoring things in our hearts and lives those things that the enemy has stolen like don't let him keep them anymore and I've been just so meditating on his goodness and just where he's brought me from. And I mean, I remember being in a season of my life where I I never really, since I've been born again, I have not wrestled with, um, I've not wrestled at all with like suicidal thoughts or anything, but I have wrestled with very deep heaviness and just not wanting, like I always say, like not wanting to die, but not really wanting to live either. And I remember escaping a lot uh, by sleep. Like sleep was my my, I don't even know what you want to call it. My, I would just numb out by sleeping all the time. I would avoid life by sleeping because it was my escape. And I remember having a thought one time, like, God, what if I never came out of this bedroom again? Would the world even know? Would the world even know any different? Would, would it even matter? Would my life, if my life was not even, no one even knew who I was, like, would, would it matter? And I want to tell you, yes, it would. Yes, it would matter. The world needs you. The world needs me. The world needs us to step out and be bold and be the light of Christ and to share his goodness and his faithfulness. It's really hard to do when you're in a place of brokenness and and whatever. And that's no condemnation if you're in that place. Like, honestly, I would love to even get on a call with you and pray for you and just encourage you in the Lord because it's a hard place to be in. And I understand it because I've been there. And those moments of just feeling like my life doesn't matter. It's never going to change. Nothing's ever going to get better. And just being in that place of despair and hopelessness, like truly feeling like there is nothing to live for. And so just, ah, it's just such a, such a trap of the enemy. And he wants to keep us in that place of discouragement 
and depression and division. Like there's so many words that start with D that just remind me of the devil. And he will keep us in those places so that we will be ineffective. And so we will not make an impact in the world and we will not share the love of Christ because we're not even walking in it ourselves. And I'm just so thankful that God saw me in that place and he pulled me out of it. He pulled me out of it. And there's so many scriptures that talk about how God is our rescuer. And there's a scripture too that says he's our champion defender. And I've been like so obsessed with that verse. (laughs) He is my champion defender. And I look back over the last even 10 years of my life. I've been single now for five years, but honestly, I, the, the path of pain began even before that, obviously, which led to my separation. But Um, with my ex, but just, man, the last 10 years of my life and how far God has brought me and what a deep work he has done in me and how he's put me now in a position to speak hope into other people. And it just amazes me and makes me want to get on my face before him and just worship him because he's faithful and he's worthy of it. And he is the only one who could have taken the pain and the brokenness that I felt and the numbness of life that I was walking in Like I was numb to people, to situations. I had a hard time even putting thoughts together, honestly. Like you, you and I could be having a, could have been having a conversation and I, I can't even connect with you. Like I can't even, I I don't even know how to describe it. Just my mind was not whole at that point. And so just looking back at that girl and to where I'm at now, it just gives me so much hope for other people. It makes me want to encourage other people to press into him, to believe for wholeness. And even today I was just thinking about salvation and how a lot of times how we focus on what God has saved us from. And there's so much that he has saved us from. He saved us from eternal death and hell and just brokenness and all those things. And he's restored us and redeemed us or whatever. And all those things he's saved us from, like our sin, and he's washed us white as snow. He's separated our sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. That there's so much amazing, there's so many amazing things that God has saved us from. But I think so often we forget about what God has saved us for, that he has saved us for good works. It, the word says he's created us for good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That he has saved us for a life of abundance and prosperity. And I think a lot of times we hear that word prosperity and we're like, ah, like uh, people like get uncomfortable with that word. But if you really dig into what that word means, it's a life of wholeness and, and stop attaching it just to finances. Like for crying out loud, there's so much more to living a prosperous life in the Lord than finances. But that's a whole other topic. But just knowing that God has good things for your life, that his plans for you are good, that he is faithful and he is for you. I told you I keep saying that all the time lately. He is faithful and he is for you. Just, and I really encourage you God, to ask God, what, what, I know what you saved me from, but what, what did you save me for? What do you have for my life? Because guess what? What I, my answers to those questions are not going to be the same as yours, but, but I encourage you to press into him and ask him for direction on that because he has things he wants to reveal to you and do and in through your life. And so don't sit on the sidelines and let other people do it. Even though there are people, I promise you that could do it better and that could whatever, but guess what? No one can make an impact in the world the way that you can. No one can make an impact in the world the way that you can. And so allow God to use your gifts. Don't bury them. Allow him to use the gifts that he's put inside of you, those talents, those gifts, those callings, those purposes he has put inside of you when he created you to impact the world in the way that he's designed for you to impact the world. And so I think I'm, I'm done. (laughs) I am, um, gosh, just, 
so much with all of that that is just honestly on my heart. And so I just pray that you are encouraged in the Lord. And I love just to throw this out there to listeners. Honestly, if you are listening and you need prayer for something, please message me. If you want to talk, if you want to do a video chat, whatever, like I would love to pray with you and encourage you. That is why I'm doing this. I don't just do it because I love to talk, even though I do. The Lord has given me a gift of gab. And so this is me using my gift for his glory, my gift of gab for his glory. But um, I would just, I would love to be an encouragement to you. And if I can't, trust me, I know a lot of people who can. And so that's another gift of mine is God has made me a connector. So I know a lot of people and maybe you're going through something and I might say, I know someone else who I think would be a really good person for you to talk to. And that's okay too. So just encourage you to know that you're not alone and to choose not to do life alone and to not stay in a place of brokenness and hurt to know that God has saved you for so much more than that. So I'm going to go ahead and pray and we will close out this podcast. Father God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, your kindness, your mercy. God, I thank you that your mercies are new every single morning, God, that you are rich in mercy, that you delight in showing mercy. So God, I pray for every person who is tuning into this podcast that you would just do a deep work inside of them, God, even in this moment, God, if there is pain, hurt, brokenness, bitterness inside of them, God, I pray that you would go to those places in their heart, that you would lovingly deal with them the way that you did me. God, I pray that you would just make your your plans for their lives known, God, that they would hear your voice clearly, God, that you would show them what you have for them. God, I thank you that your word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. God, I pray that they would just be on the path that you have paved for them, God, I pray that we would stay on the straight and narrow, that we would keep our eyes fixed on you, and that we would do everything that we do in our life for your glory and your glory alone, God, that we would just be so radically obsessed and in love with you, God, that we would not care what anyone thinks. We would not care what the world around us is doing, God. We would only care about what you're doing, God, and being about our Father's business. I speak blessings over all my listeners in this community God, I thank you for them. I pray that you would propel them onto the path you have for them, that nothing would stop them, nothing would hinder them, nothing would hold them back. But God, that they would just run full throttle into everything you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast.